ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the most famous words in motorsports with your host, Lugs and the Gas Man. Ladies and gentlemen, start your podcast. Good evening, you beautiful people. Welcome to Wrecking Racing, your NASCAR podcast. I am your host, the Gas Man, with my co-host, Lugs. Say lugs, lugs. Lugs. All right, there we go. That's my co-host, folks. <laughs> I've changed the intro up on me this week, man. I like it. Yeah, so I um, a little bit ill-prepared compared to most weeks where I have everything written out. I have nothing written out, so we'll wing it, and that's my winging it. You still working at work? I am. Shut oh. up. <laughs> <laughs> two weeks funny, in a row. Funny how that works. Yeah, two it? weeks in a row I actually had to do stuff. So, anyway, as always, fans, thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing the glory of wrecking racing with your compadres. And Twitter <laughs> and Facebook, wherever it is you Wherever you that. stumbled across this. Yeah, app. don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Also, don't forget to do, you know, recommendations and leave us a rating and blah, blah, blah. Help us out. Get our, get our names out there. The one thing that Lugs and I do not want to do it's been three thousand dollars. Yes, I priced it to fly a banner across when we go to Charlotte with our logo. And chances are nobody <laughs> would even see it. Probably not. But anyway, we're not spending the three grand for like two hours of flying. Could have, get us a hell of a something on some car. It's got to sponsorship wise. I would think I mean, so. Maybe, maybe a a pillar, but it's. <laughs> How about we don't spend that money? We rely on the vocal cords of our fans to spread the gospel so, of wrecking that, that and racing. That sounds fantastic. All right, fantastic. Like you just said, we'll get on <laughs> with the show. We got to start off with our. Well, yours is going to sound a little different this week. It looks like <laughs> I don't know if mine's going to pick up. Oh, I did. It did. Yeah, he's got a bottle this week, and I got a good old can of. Just like the right. commercial. Yep. All right, Bush, official beer of NASCAR. So this week, uh, was it now our third iteration of the rules package? Fourth iteration? Tenth iteration? Yeah, what, yeah. what would you call it? I guess I, technically, but since it was the uh, since it was a track that was under a mile and a half, it had the higher it had the higher engine package. So really isn't hasn't been apples to apples quite yet, but Definitely different. Yeah, because at Atlanta, they had the different uh, air dams, and then at Las Vegas, they had the air ducts, and now they have this different engine. So we've not really seen a, the duplicate package at, like at two tracks to straight-up compare. So we'll so, finally see that this weekend at California. So at California, we got what matches Vegas? Correct. Right. Okay. So definitely be a bit more apples to apples. Here's the thing. Is last week, I said, hell, I'll give it one more week. We'll see how it goes. And I... I still don't know what the hell we have, to be honest with you. I mean, I don't think it was a terrible race. No, I don't think the so product. either. And honestly, Phoenix is hit and miss on races anyway, with my my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure it's a great atmosphere, but the actual racing itself from the TV and fan perspective is usually a hit and miss, again, in my opinion. Uh, you know, like the weeks previously, the restarts were – but I love the restarts. Yeah, would well, you, you go five wide? Yeah, what'd you, you think know? about them? You know, reconfiguring the track, moving the start finish line the opposite end. So 
when you dive off of essentially, I guess, turn four, take the green flag, and then you're going across that dog leg. That's you know that created some pretty cool moments. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, I you know, for a Phoenix again for a Phoenix race, in my opinion, I thought it was a decent race. Yeah. So I listened to a little radioactive today. And it was like, this package fucking sucks. This package sucks. Blow this. Blah, 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 blah. I mean, like, everybody was pissed off. Like, it's because it was so intense. It's, I mean, everybody can talk about What are they comparing about, it to, though? I think the most common terminology I heard from the drivers in Radioactive was shit show. This is a shit show. But maybe it is. Maybe it's not. I mean, from our perspective, did, okay, from your perspective there, Logs, did you feel it was a shit show? No. Okay. I mean, either it either did I. I mean, I don't really feel like it was that big of a difference of a package versus what we're used to seeing there. Honestly. Yeah. I mean, you we've we've always seen the in the last few years the drivers go down on the apron aspect yeah. through that dog leg and utilize that. I mean, yeah, we haven't seen it as crazy it was as it was Sunday, but I didn't think it was a shit show. Not at all. So, uh, you know, so Kyle Busch won the race. Uh, I don't know if I use the term dominate. He didn't really dominate. I mean, you had a couple different players in the game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Clint Boyer had a really good car at the beginning. Had some issues. Kind of got shuffled back, trying to work his way back from that. Blaney, uh, Almarola. Yeah, quite I mean, a there, few. There's, I mean, start of the race. Start of the race. What happened? Chase Chase Elliott had issues literally at the green flag. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know how much of it was his fault, or Blaney didn't get going as fun as tires. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. That's just an unfortunate situation for Chase. I mean, obviously, I definitely think he's aware of that rule, and he didn't mean to violate that start rule. Right. But, uh, you know, I, yeah, I think a little bit of it, not to fault Blaney, but a, a little bit was because Blaney didn't get going maybe. Uh, or maybe maybe Chase just misjudged the start. I don't know. But you can't really fault you know, one or the other, really. I, d I don't fault one or the other. I'm sure a lot of fans do, but I don't. Yeah. Yeah. So, in, in a case like that, do you is the spotter held accountable or say, hey, no, no, back it off, back it off from the, you know, bird's I mean, eye view I mean, perspective? Or listening, just... to, listening to the scanners, yeah, you hear them when they say, you know, green, 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 but I think it's still – you know, to me, seventy-five percent of that is still up to the driver to make sure that sure. they don't meet the beat the other, you know, car yeah, on that initial higher, green flag. Yeah, it may be higher than seventy-five percent. Yeah, I mean that's probably conservative, but yeah. even even you know, even though your spotter's saying green, 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 it's still your responsibility as the driver to make sure you don't pass who's starting first for that initial you know green flag start. So, I put it on Chase. Yeah, I I want to agree with you on that. Yeah. I mean, in the end, it is it is him. And where where did they where did Chase finish at? Fourteenth. Okay, so he's had a little bit of a rough start to this season. And you know he rebounded. He actually served his penalty, stayed on the lead lap, got back up into the top ten, and then late in the race he spun. Yeah, he had a loose wheel, then a vibration, then a spin. Yeah, all you know within so, laps of each other. In hindsight, fourteenth isn't so bad, in my opinion. <laughs> so talk about you know loose wheels and spins that. You know, we went from Atlanta to Vegas where there's no cautions other than That's the right. stagings. That's right. To Phoenix. I mean, what the hell was going on? You had Eric Jones spinning. You Kozlowski had, yeah, hit the wall. Bowman. Twice, right? Had an yeah. issue twice. Yeah. So, I, Chase with his. I mean, Ryan Priest. I mean, there was just 
a lot going on. So how do we go from two races of nothing to one race that was like, what the hell is happening? Well, they're saying there was a lot more load on these tires uh, because of the downforce and the engine package and uh, the corner entry speeds and everything. So I don't know if that had something to do with it. I'm not an engineer, so I can't tell you. But that's what I was seeing was the common denominator on, on most people's tweets and, you know, radio scans and stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, two weeks in a row now, we had penalty on Austin Dillon's team for a hand on the ground. Oh, so you got another one? Yeah, I, I'm confident. I remember hearing during the race that he got shuffled to the back because of the pit members crew, uh, pit crew members' hand being on the ground. That would make it two weeks in a row. Wow, I didn't know that. So, yeah. so talking about Austin Dillon, there is a lot of stuff going on with like Reddit and Twitter and stuff about Austin Dillon. So I don't know if you heard some of his radioactive conversation with his team. Uh, but essentially, Austin Dillon is coming off as an entitled little bitch. <laughs> Why? So he just – the way he's going off on his team is – you know, people – I mean, if you just look up Austin Dillon entitled, you could probably come up with a list of crap that people are talking about. Him. And there's always trolls on the internet anyway. Mm, but yep. the question is, is it justified? So hearing some of the stuff, I went back and listened to some of the stuff, like communication with his team, where he's like, this car's a piece of shit. and Oh, I'm back here because you put me back here. You did this and you did that. Now, so, saying that, I did hear, yeah, um, I don't know if it was crew chief or spot. Someone said, hey, is the car not taking off on start? And he's like, no, it has nothing to do with the car. It's because you guys got me back here or something along those lines. So I did hear some similar statement there to what you were. Yeah, so Danny Stockman is the crew chief and basically he at one time said hey dude you need to chill out is it is it pushing what's it doing and like tell him to say hey shut the fuck up and answer my questions yeah you know essentially so anyway from that moment people are just blasting him for being a lot more vocal and a lot more uh acting a lot differently had it been in the past like this season he's been very aggressive with his crew blaming his crew for everything so i think that's a Product of Chevrolets really not being the front runner like they like they're used to being. That's a part of you know he's not really been competitive for the most part since since Daytona last year. Even then was kind of a he kind of lucked into that 500 win. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, is he feeling pressure from that lugs? You think? Or I mean, he had a couple of good runs this year already, but he, but nothing like he's not setting the world on fire, obviously, and. And, you know, a lot of people probably do give him shit because of riding in Grandpappy's coattails. Yeah, I, honestly, that's, to me, what most of it is. And he's under a microscope because of that. Whether that's right or wrong, it's not for me to decide, I guess. But, uh, you know, I don't know, man. It's it's one of those things where, you know, you got to step up or shut up you know what i mean like yeah you can't Put be running shut up. yeah you can't be running your mouth and then still consistently finish 25th each week i feel like so <laughs> uh be grateful that you're in a cup ride in my opinion do the best you can quit your bitching well let, let's see if he takes notes of that and next week's any better so you had mentioned chevrolet mm-hmm. do you know how many chevys were in the top 10 uh probably like one kurt bush was three actually Johnson came home eighth. Okay. Kurt Busch seventh. Larson sixth. So none in the top five. 
We got three, and everyone was, like, I saw praising Jimmy Johnson, saying, like, Jimmy Johnson's back on track. He's, hell yeah. He finished eighth, and it was due to pit strategy. He got the track position by making a two-tire pit stop and getting him the track position, getting in sync, caught a couple yellows, and just kind of maintained where he was at. He wasn't in in position to even Mm -hmm. remotely win the race. No. But every, everyone was just losing their mind and saying, like, oh, he's, he's back on the... Okay, so let me ask you, is he washed up? Or, no. is, that, or is that too harsh of a term no, to it's use? No, that's too harsh. Is it a downturn? Yes. Is he washed up? I wouldn't say he's washed up yet. Now, give me the next race, he finishes 20th. Okay, we can talk about it. <laughs> no, just kidding, just kidding. But I think it's something with Hendrick and Chevrolet, man. I do. I think it's still in the, Chev- I think it's still in the Hendrick camp. I mean, for a while, they were actually showing pretty good speed. and I mean, last week at... I don't know what it is. Like, they can't keep it up through the race. Like, you yeah. saw Elliott yeah. start second, and, you know, he got out in front of Blaney before he had to serve his pit penalty and uh, so maybe was making just... good laps. And, and he, when he served his penalty, he still got back out. He was on the lead lap. He was tail end of the lead lap right in front of Blaney, but Blaney... You know, wasn't up there trying to getting able to lap him. So, so do you feel that it's a good portion of uh, working the system during qualifying, or do you think that they really truly have that speed? I I think they've just got short run speed. In my okay. opinion, I don't think they've got longer like long term speed, or they can't keep up with the adjustments as they need. Something I, I don't know, but I think they've got the short run speed. But they I just... definitely think they lack in adjustments throughout the race. Yes. I, I do see that. That seems like a pretty big indicator to me. Now qualifying, man, there was some highlights during qualifying again for like the third <laughs> yeah. week in a row. Absolutely. So what happened this week in qualifying? There lugs. Saw some sparks fly. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Some some taco fist and so yeah, some... Michael McDowell. Yeah, don't say that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Michael McDowell and Daniel Suarez had an altercation on pit road, uh, which they didn't ever really show. I never saw what the issue was on the track. They yeah, I, kept, I don't know. They just yeah, kept saying, I, like, you were in my way. No, you were in my way. Yeah. You blocked my he you know, lap. He me and stuff like that, and I have no idea exactly what it was. Yeah, so uh, it was to. silly, but uh, – yeah, kind of crazy. You don't see that during qualifying too often. So I think uh, I don't know the official numbers, but I'm thinking that Suarez probably gained about four hundred thousand Twitter followers that day. Four hundred thousand. Oh, I've just thrown that out there. I don't know, but I know that he gained a lot of fans that day just because of just the the way he uh, took it on and the what man that body slam he did basically not really a body well, slam. McDowell but came at, McDowell came at him and he had his helmet, helmet on. on. Yeah, come on, so, man up a little bit. Take, yeah, take your helmet off or yeah, whatever. But yeah, I mean, I I got a side on Suarez there. Like somebody's coming at me with uh with a helmet on. You know, and I'm just kind of like stepping over the pit road wall, and some dude's rushing me. I'm a, I'm gonna try to put him down, so yeah. I can't fault him for. It's yeah. not like he instigated it. To who me, who was the guy that held uh, Suarez against the hood of the car? Drew Blickensdurfer. Was it? Yeah. Is who's he? Uh, crew chief for McDowell. He was for Bubba oh, okay. last year. Yeah. I didn't know that was Drew. That's funny. Yeah. So he was on Race Hub uh, Tuesday, and uh, <laughs> he was talking about it. You could tell it was a little bit of a. Awkward for him, but <laughs> and really, he's been irrelevant since he was crew chief for what Matt Kenseth was he for Kenseth? I don't, I don't remember. I think it was he's Kenseth. been around for. I like 
Drew. He's got a good personality and stuff, but yeah, he's not really been that competitive with any of the drivers he's been with for a few years. But I don't, I don't remember if he was with Kenseth or not. I couldn't answer you there. So I have some news for you in regards to qualifying. I I seen this right before we started the podcast. Yeah. NASCAR has announced they're going to enforce pit road speed during qualifying. I don't like that at all. I enjoy. I thought it was fun the way it was. Don't let. Don't take that away. Yeah, I like seeing them rip ass out of the pits. Yeah, trying to beat each other and like, especially with Dylan and Boyer that yeah, day. Yeah, exactly. Why are they gonna enforce it? I guess. I mean, I'm sure they can cite safety concerns and be a good blanket coverage for that. But I, so that's starting immediately. Yeah, starting. Yeah, starting the next race. <sighs> starting in California. Man, I don't like that at all. Yeah. I, uh, you know, it's not like you got drivers getting in and out of their cars. There's like two pit road officials on the track during qualifying. So, get them off pit road if that's your issue. They're not doing anything. They're literally always like standing there with their hands on their hips. <laughs> Shake that thing. That makes you... <laughs> That'd be funny to start doing like the mock rain on pit road, like all the Would all it? the officials. Would it? It'd be hilarious. Would it? It'd like a flash mob of, of officials. <laughs> If any officials are listening to the show, please do that. <laughs> I'm sure they'll do it just for you. Thanks. Yes, man. I would appreciate that. I appreciate that. Uh, so, any other notes about the race? I mean, it was kind of... Well, per usual, uh, Jeff Gluck's poll, was it a good race? Did you happen to see the, the results? Did you think it was a good race? For Phoenix race, yeah, I thought it was okay. Okay. I mean, I don't, compared to you know all racetracks, it was eh. But I would say this is my guess. I haven't seen Jeff's poll. <laughs> that was horrible. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't seen the results of his poll. <laughs> stop! Stop looking at me like that, Lux. I didn't even know. <laughs> uh, anyway, anyway, I'm I'm guessing sixty forty. Uh, close, actually. So 67% said yes. Okay. Uh, that ranks seventh out of the seven Phoenix races that have been polled. So last? That's what it, That doesn't make sense because below, he said that this was still above the 2018 average of 63% in these polls. So I don't so know. So average of all races I last think so. year I or think average so. Yeah, I think so. So they're saying it was the worst polled race, For seven Phoenix. out of seven. Uh, but it was still above the 2018 average for all races. Okay. Okay. Hmm. I'm trying to remember what happened at Phoenix previously that would have made it really exciting. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Because, geez, I mean, how many races has Ke- Harvick won? Like the seven yeah. of the last ten or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's crazy. And I don't remember numbers. anything. I mean, he had a couple good rallies and stuff. But speaking of which, where the where was Harvick on Sunday, man? He finished ninth. He was never... Trust me, I know. He was my second pick yet again. Three victories in a row, and my second guy screws me. <laughs> yeah, so I, I blame you on that. We had the same picks this week, so I, I'm going to blame that on you. Yeah, I'm guaranteed to have one good pick and one really shitty pick. <laughs> well, he wasn't really crappy. Yeah, for he him, got, it he was got for ninth. his standards. He got yeah. ninth. He got some stage points. Could have been worse. Yeah. Um. So... On top of that, though, they did have another bump in viewership. Oh, I did. I did see that. This is the fourth week in a row that they're up, and also like the fourth week in a row that beat NBA. Yeah, so um, up four percent from 
last year, basically. So it's a pretty strong increase for the last two weeks, four to five percent in the last two weeks. So awesome. Good. So where are we heading to next week? California, right? California. Beautiful. Is it? I've never been there. I've been to California. I've never it's been to from, Detroit. It's from Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Okay. Don't say you got that reference. I know you didn't get that reference. <laughs> I didn't get the reference. I've seen Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> um, you remember movie quotes and stuff. I don't. Well, it's not the only thing I remember, but. My memory does suck. I will admit that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so California, which I didn't even look to see who the previous winner was last year. Was that, was that Harvick or Bush? Chances are it's Harvick, Bush, or Truex. Cause yeah, because Harvick started his three-win in a row thing, right? Harvick Harvick started it with uh, Atlanta and then won Vegas and then did he continue at California? No, because he wrecked with Larson. Remember on the backstretch? They had that weird run-in, and uh, Harvick ended up wrecking himself. He was going for four in a row. Oh, yes. Yes, I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't remember who won it, but – uh, I already have my picks picked, so you can't say that okay. I picked them after you. Just I want to throw that out there this week. Well, I haven't even thought about it. So you pick first, and I'll pick the same team. Yeah, you pick. Yeah. Technically, you announced your picks first last week, so I'm gonna I'm gonna just go ahead and announce mine now. Okay. Uh, for California, I am picking Truex, and man, I almost went with Keselowski, but I'm gonna go with Blaney this week. Truex and Blaney. Man, I have a chance to make some ground this week. Why? Those are good picks. Truex, dude, Truex will finish second this week. He's still winless. And Blaney, he's been running really good. He led a lot of laps Sunday, finished third. Man. Anything could happen, but yeah. I wouldn't say you'd, you're potentially going to gain a lot of points. So Truex won it last year. Did he? Okay. Yeah. Larson ended up finishing second. There you go. Go with Larson. I uh, no, I'm done. I'm done with Larson. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you finished sixth on Sunday. If you would have picked him, you would have finished better than Shut going up. with Harvick. Shut up. I'm just saying, yeah, man. You right. shouldn't have abandoned him so quickly. He, uh, so I'm it, joking because I told you to abandon. Was him. there pit road issues again? No, actually, I think he had a good week. I don't think he had any issues. He'd qualified like crap, but yeah. Um. So my picks, man, I don't even know where I want to go with this. Let's go with um. Uh, let's go with Logano and Kozlowski. We'll just do the, the. We'll just go with uh, two Penske cars. You got the third Penske car, so. Okay. Officially documented. I've got to gain some points on you. Um. Do we want to go ahead and go into point yeah, standings go, yeah, here? Yeah, so we're talking about it. Go ahead and talk about it. And then we'll talk so about it. we're talking about it. Go ahead and talk about it. We'll talk about, talk about Xfinity it. Yeah, so and talk stuff about here it. a little bit. Yeah, we'll talk about it in a little bit. Let's talk about this now. Let's talk about it. Let's look at it. <laughs> All right, so uh, we'll run through the names that submitted uh, picks this week. few of you are slacking and did not submit your picks. Hello, is this thing on? Where's your picks at? Um, all right, so Gasman and I, we both had uh, – Harvick and Kyle Busch last week, so we scored. And Daniel Cameron had that, right? Because I remember sending him a message saying, hey, yes, he did. you're a copy. So the three of us, uh, me, Gasman, Daniel Cameron, all picked Kyle and uh, Kyle Busch and Kevin Harvick and scored 93 points respectively. Ooh, yeah. So bring it. 
that's that ties me with my most points scored as well. Nobody cares. <laughs> All right, so uh, Jeff Stainhook, going to pronounce his name again correctly. Uh, he had Logano and Hamlin collectively taking home seventy-six points. Joseph Adams did not submit picks this week, so you get a giant X in the box for ISM. <laughs> uh, John Elliott had Kurt Busch and. Chase Elliott collectively taking home 58 points. Kurt Busch was a good pick. Yeah. Too bad Chase screwed you. Don't worry, he screwed me a couple weeks ago, too. Um, and a new newcomer this week, new okay. uh, submittant. Eddie, right? Yeah, Eddie Greer. Greer sorry if I put your name. Uh, had Hamlin and Byron. Uh, brought home 54 points. Okay. Jessica okay. Mueller. Jessica, uh, you're not my friend. <laughs> Jessica submitted uh, Kevin Harvick and Truex decent points day for her 79 points okay wasn't there a fan named Tracy that submitted something I, I don't have that on record no <laughs> did she yeah well you look at me like that for <laughs> I don't know was I were you serious yeah I'm serious she chose uh, Elliot and uh, Kyle okay well when she listens and sends her picks directly to me then uh <laughs> i'll start recording them in here how about that she she just two weeks in a row she's offered up picks and you've ignored her. <laughs> that's the gas man's wife for people that are listening yeah but why can't she partake in it <laughs> I, I didn't know you were serious all right i'll start recording her all okay. right so let's run through uh i have 355 points in first daniel cameron go blow yourself <laughs> Don't talk to Daniel like that. No, not Daniel. You. Daniel Cameron has 296 points in second. Gas Man, you moved up a spot this week. Yes. I think. Uh, yes. 281 points in third. Yes. Jessica Mueller. Jessica Mueller's 266 points. Oh, yeah. Put some distance between us. Uh, John, John Elliott, 234. Although I'm a whole race ahead of she is because she didn't do our first race. <laughs> yeah, so don't, <laughs> don't gloat yeah. too much. She sat out a race. Um, John Elliott, 234. I'm sorry. Jeff Stainhook is next, 236. John Elliott slips to six with 234. Ooh, Johnny. Joseph Adams, 206. And our buddy last week, Nick Bromberg, yeah. 75 points. Although, okay. Although he, he's probably not going to send us his picks. I, I messaged him on Twitter to send us more picks. We'll see if he will. Okay, cool. I don't know if he will. I, I, I did ask. It takes though. two seconds. He can literally throw a dart into the. That's what I do. Wall. It works well for me. I'm in third. Okay, so who's your pick? Oh, yeah, you gave it to me. Never mind. Oh, I don't hear him. Right. Oh, yeah, uh, Logano Kozlowski. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so fans, send us your picks. Uh, Going to continue doing this, obviously. we got a prize for the winner that has the most points at the end of the yeah. season. And it's not too late to get your picks yeah, in. No, and I think I mentioned it last week. I'll mention it one more time. If you choose the winner of the race, send us your name and address, and maybe you'll get something in the mail. We're literally like a 12th through the season, so plenty of time yeah. plenty of time to, yeah. to make some points up. And with stage points, that's kind of the cool thing about it is, you know, if your driver has a really good – one of your picks has a really good week and scores, you know, a couple stage wins and the race win, I mean – you're going to be in like a dirty sock or something like that. <laughs> in like a dirty sock. <laughs> hold on. Hold on a second. I get, I'm trying to think. I almost, said, I almost said in like Flint, but it's my favorite movie. It's on like Donkey Kong. Uh, in like a dirty sock. So <laughs> I'm trying to – okay. 
help me understand in like a dirty this. shirt. That's what it's supposed to be like. In, okay, which I, I don't get that reference either. Okay, as you're asking, you explain. Okay, explain the dirty shirt. I don't. I don't get the reference, but that's the one I've heard before. In like a dirty shirt. Uh, okay. You've never heard it? No. Hmm. I'm confused. I mean, I've heard a pop before. <laughs> <laughs> that's up north, ain't it? Uh, it's all over, man. Everybody calls their drinks pop. Okay, let's create a poll on that <laughs> for Facebook and Twitter. What do you refer to cola so as? I tell pop you what, looks or the, soda. Add the add the the uh, results of the um, fantasy league on Twitter and Facebook, and then we'll also add, or you can also add the poll of pop or Coke or soda or whatever. But damn it, it's pop and. F- Folks, just to kind of inform you here, this has been going back since like we're 20 like, years. Yeah, no, I think more than 20. Dude, we're old now. It's been more than 20 years. <laughs> it's more like 25 years. <laughs> it probably, it's probably, I actually. think I remember the day sitting in your kitchen, I called it a pot, and you're like, what? <laughs> and it started this whole conversation and argument about the damn term pot Which in reference to soda. Never ended. No, it hasn't, because <laughs> I always have get reminded by it by someone will send me a message that says pop, or will send me a message of a damn road in the so middle of a... calling it pop's about as bad as calling salmon salmon. You mother effer. <laughs> you mother effer. Fans, don't you... This I is, took his breath away. Oh, my is, gosh. I'm going to okay. write this down. Okay, this is... This day in this history. Guy, shut up. I'm talking here, okay? <laughs> this nothing pisses me off more... There's someone calling salmon salmon. It's fucking salmon, <laughs> not salmon. It's salmon. Wait, how many people have you heard call it sal- salmon? Too damn many. Too da- okay. What is, is, is it? One more than one person? Yeah, absolutely. More, more than, than one ten? Person. Uh, probably, probably right around ten. Really? I've never heard anybody call it that. Oh my god. Who are you hanging out with? No, it's who I'm not hanging out with anymore. <laughs> yeah. So let me clarify this. I dated this girl, and she called it salmon. And that drove me batshit crazy. And then come find out her mom and her dad and her whole damn family called it Salmon. So there's the tin. Oh, my freaking God. <laughs> so I broke up with her, and mainly because of that. It really pissed me off. And then, and then, hold on, say, hold this, Lux. So every time I went on a date after that, like I take a girl out somewhere or whatever, I'm like, hey, what's this word? And they always look at me like I'm fucking stupid. <laughs> They're like, salmon? I'm like, good, I can still date you for right now. Uh, <sighs> Don't bring that shit up again, Logs. <laughs> All right, I'm done. I'm done. Oh, man, you were up on your... Uh... Ah, that shit pisses me off. It's freaking salmon. Okay, uh, I, lo- said. I love pushing your buttons. Ah. <sighs> okay. <laughs> All right, <clears throat> so... Let's talk about something fun. What's fun? Let's talk about something fun. Let's, let's stop talking like about okay. that shit. How about uh, the Xfinity race? Did you watch it? I actually did not watch it this week. Mm-hmm. So I can't really give a whole lot of insight because I didn't really see any replays of it either. So the bigger picture I'm getting to here is Kyle Busch swept both races. So 199. Yes, 199 wins. We briefly talked about this last week. Uh especially with, with Nick on, on the call. Uh, it was predominantly where we talked about it, so it was really not briefly. It was a pretty prolonged conversation about it. The guy deserves respect and props for doing what he's doing, but it's not comparable to what Richard Petty's done. Not that it's any better, not that it's any worse, 
but it's just a different situation, right? Uh, so basically, Kyle come out and said he wants to hit 100 wins in Cup. That's what he wants to do. And that would be impressive. He's so, feasible as well. With I mean, he's young still. And... He's our age. So he's old. But, <laughs> you know, drivers, they're retiring not at old ages like they used to, right? At, at younger ages, it seems like. You, you yeah, don't, we don't have right. a lot of drivers right. that yeah. go past 40 anymore. Yeah, yeah, back in the day, 40 is just getting your start. You grab your buddy, you smoke your cigarettes, you, you're just racing when you're 45 years old. Right. Or you can be, you know, Morgan Shepard in the Xfinity Series at 78 years. I don't know how old he is. So, I'm just throwing that out So there. Kyle's, I think, 33 or 34. So he basically, you know, another six, seven years before he hits 40, He's at, what, 52 cup wins? So he literally would have to average uh, about 10 wins for the next five years if he wants to get to 100. That's I think he'll be racing until after he's 40, though. Samantha likes that money too much. So you you <laughs> see him going to 45, 50? I, I don't think 50. I say maybe closer to 43 to 45. So another 10 years. Yeah. Okay. So, conservatively, if he does five wins a year, which I think is entirely feasible for him, especially if he stays at Gibbs, right, mm -hmm. and they stay competitive, you know, five years for the – five races for the next ten years, that will put him at 102. I mean, that's within P Pearson's territory. Yeah. So, yeah. it's feasible, I, f I feel like. Yeah, I just want to point out, I said Morgan Shepard's 78. I was close. He's 77. And he's still racing Xfinity. So Kyle, there's he some. He also uh, starts the race and then immediately parks the race. <laughs> parks the race, parks the car. Okay. The race continues, right? <laughs> All right, he parks the car in okay. the race. How about that? Sorry, so, I was just being a jackass. Oh really? Yeah. Nothing new. Yeah. I, I know. Um, there was an in interesting thing that happened in the Xfinity race, though. There was a car that blew up in front of the leader at the time, which was Christopher Bell. In second place, Justin Allgaier, and they both crashed. I didn't see that. Yeah, there's flew down on the track. And, well, you didn't see it. Well, for one, you didn't watch the race. But if you did watch the race, you wouldn't have seen it because the cameras didn't even catch it. And there was so <laughs> much smoke, they had the cameras locked on the car that blew up. But the smoke was so thick, you couldn't even see what happened to Christopher Bell and Allgaier. You just see him come out of the smoke all mangled and crashed up. So you don't even know. What happened? So, so uh, let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. Whenever what what channel is that on? FS1, Fox, FS1, FS1, I believe. So, do you feel? Because I've been seeing a lot of stuff on Twitter, etc., about people giving like Mike Joy shit, giving the crew from Fox Sports or Fox in, in general shit about their coverage of NASCAR. Are you? What's your feelings on their coverage? Well. I don't think it's bad coverage, but I get really annoyed of hearing Daryl Waltrip. Who doesn't anymore? I like pickles. I saw something <laughs> the other day that someone was vocal about saying, you know, in 2000, 2001, whenever Fox took over, you know, Daryl was a good analyst. And 2001. It was a fresh face. In the first was, race, it was his brother winning. And it was Dell Senior's was that, and, and it it was it was a new era, kind of so to speak, a new channel, new network had it. It was yeah. a, a brush of fresh air, fresh air into the commentating. 
dude, we're like coming up on 20 years now, and he's still doing boogity, it. Boogity, boogity, That shit is, it was annoying when it came out. It's even more annoying now. So that's where I stand. I don't have a problem with Mike Joy uh, or Chris Myers or definitely not, obviously, Gordon. I'm not going to say anything <laughs> there, but uh, I just, Daryl gets. Did I'll, you see Gordon with his late model? I almost have to, like, turn the volume down anymore. Yeah, it's it's annoying. It's annoying. And here's the thing is that I don't necessarily have anything against Mike Joy, but I'm not really a fan of Mike Joy either. I think that they need to bring back Alan Beswick. Get And Bill Weber. <laughs> no, not Bill Weber. Hey, did you see that thing I sent you, though? <laughs> yeah, I did. Or did we already talk about this did on We the have show? not talked about it, but I see you sent it There to was me, a yeah. fan. I sent it to the gas fan. <laughs> There's a fan that submitted on Reddit. She took a picture. She found Bill Weber somewhere in Podunk, Florida. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. he has a hot sauce like yeah, shack we're, yeah, selling, we're hot sauce, selling hot sauce somewhere in Florida. I don't know if it's even his hot or if he's just working there. I mean, yeah, that's true. It could, it could be somebody else's I guess business. it could be, you know, you know, slinging hot sauce and doing some magic tricks. He looked like he'd seen better days. Yeah, he looked rough. <laughs> <laughs> he looked really rough. I guess the magic, magic thing didn't work out. No. So, but uh, yeah, I think that's all I got for Xfinity. So just props to Kyle uh, getting another win there, but uh, another inch closer. One more win across yeah. one of the three seas- series, and he'll have the 200. So I think it's going to come in. Uh, well, truck doesn't race this weekend, and I don't know if Kyle's on the entry list for Xfinity. I'm going to assume that he is. They can do what five a year? Yeah, I think so. So this maybe is he. Was, I don't think he was in uh, Daytona though. I think he set out Daytona, didn't he? Especially with yes. him breaking his leg there yeah. a few years ago. Uh, so this would be his fourth Xfinity race, I believe, this year. Third or fourth, I believe. So. Okay, and I don't have any truck news. No, it's kind of a. Okay, so one thing I do want to follow up on, not really follow up on, but bring up uh, news-wise, is the Hall of Fame, NASCAR Hall of Fame. So Mm -hmm. they announced some nominees today. So the nominees they announced today are Tony Stewart, Mm -hmm. Neil Bonnet, Marvin Panch, Jim Paschal, and Red Vaughn. So there's a lot of already commotion on a couple of things here. One is where's Carl Edwards on the list? My initial thought was, uh, I don't see Carl making it in. But then people started pointing out, and actually I think it was Nick Bromberg's post that I've seen this, uh, pointed out that Neil Bonnet has 18 wins, and Carl Edwards had like 28 or 25 or something like that, had a yeah. lot more wins. So why is – I know Neil passed racing, but why did Carl kind of get overlooked? He was nominated last year, but not this year. Oh, I don't know then. That's a good question. Another one is the NASCAR legendary something. Anyway, last year, Janet Guthrie was nominated through that route, but this year she wasn't. And people are asking if they want to have NASCAR being like an inclusion series in honor women, why take So, Janet like, they're Guthrie? still nominated and they're still in the pool, so people are still going to vote on them, right? So I mean, No. So, the, no, the new nomination – or the nominations this year, yes. So, like, Carl Edwards that was nominated last year, but not this year, he's off the ballot. Oh, okay. So you have to continue to receive the nominees, but there's just like five or six new ones then. There's like six announced today. I think there's a couple be announced like every day or something. And the actual vote is May 22nd for the Hall of Fame. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, that's I don't. That's kind of weird to me. Yeah. I don't know why he, why he would fall off. 
I need really need to see the list and compare, but I'm I don't know, man. That's odd. Yeah. So anyway, there was some nominees announced. Uh, feel free. It's all over Twitter, etc. Check that out. Lugs, just looking at you, dude. Yeah, I'll check it out. Yeah, feel uh, free to add this stuff to Twitter and Facebook like we talked about. Yeah, I will. Um, who do you think is going to finish the career with more wins? Cup wins. Kyle Busch or Jimmy Johnson? Johnson's not like, what, 86? I think he might be at 83, actually. Okay. You use the term washed up, so I think I know where nope. your, what your answer is going to be. But So I definitely think it's going to be Kyle. And again, I ask him about washed up with Jimmy because I see people discussing that. Me personally, I don't. I don't so much think that Jimmy's washed up. Everybody goes through slumps. Yeah. No. So absolutely. We've when Kyle, about that. when Kyle was with Hendrick, did we see him as what we see him today? No. Absolutely not. No. Absolutely not. So he, Kyle's kind of in his prime at the moment, but hell, give it four years, I could see Kyle going through a slump. And that's the thing, exactly. Every driver is going to go through it. Now, has Kyle experienced his or experienced one? You know, within breaking his leg, that's hard to argue when he went on to win the championship. But, you know, he didn't just immediately jump back in the car and light the world on fire. He had a few bad races, if I remember correctly. But then he bounced back pretty pretty well. Obviously, like I said, he won the championship. But, uh yeah, that's just the, the sport's so uh, cyclical, you know what I mean? Up, down, up, down. No one stays on top forever, right? Look, look at Johnson now. Yeah, yeah. I think I – don't, I don't see Johnson being like a major contender anymore, but I don't see him actually being washed up. No, not at all. I don't believe that at, at all either. Um, you have anything else today? I don't, but you mentioned something. You had a really good question for me. I was trying to figure out what that was. I do. Okay. Uh – so, as perusing Reddit, I've become a big Reddit fan lately. Uh, so, someone posted this question, and we might tweak it a little bit here on two different fronts. But if you could change one event in your favorite driver's career, how does it impact them? Oh, man. So, I'm going to go ahead and say here, probably. Because I'm thinking, if I was you, what would I pick? Obviously, the 500. Exactly yeah, for yeah, Earnhardt. Right. Yes. Yeah, so we'll toss that out because everybody. Okay. Sure. I think sure. everybody would like to see that not happen. Correct. Right. So, uh, you can you can choose it on Dale's side, obviously, it, you know, outside of that, or Junior. You know, or, let's, let's go the Junior route real quick. Okay. One thing that really stands out in my mind. I'm trying to remember what year it was. Maybe an '04. It was at Atlanta, the second Atlanta race in the year. Junior was like, I think, third in points. He had an altercation with Edwards, and he was running like second or third in the race and ended up crashing out. I, I always personally felt like he didn't crash that crash out in that race. He actually, I think he would have won the championship. Really? And I think Junior needed that one championship to get all these freaking jackasses off his ass. Yeah. A lot of people talk about Junior with his last name, but let's be honest. He actually did win like what? 20 races you know i he didn't have everything given to him if you read the historics on him mm -hmm. he had to work his ass off for everything he got mm -hmm. yeah he drove for his dad but he didn't get there just because his dad gave it to him you know he had to work at the dealership and he did you know he did his own cars in the beginning 
etc. And the guy was given a tough card. I mean, he was in his one of his most developmental parts of his life when his dad passed. So there was, yeah, absolutely. And I don't disagree with you there, man. But I really like. I was on this like subreddit for like an hour last night reading it, just like going down these deep holes, man. Because okay. it was crazy. Because there's obviously there's so many fans that have so many drivers so, throughout right, history, right? And just and go back. Some I'm not thinking that I'm like, oh yeah. yeah so that. let, let oh, me shit. let me read okay. you a couple here. So, okay. uh, first one, well, one of the main ones was saying, you know, Dale Jr. If he could have gotten majority ownership of DEI. Yeah. Instead of Teresa, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, would they have went on to be competing at top level? Um, you know, similar kind of situation with RCR, right? Right. Um, another one was Tony Stewart in the upstate New York oh, incident. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, what would happen there? I would, completely forgot about that. Would his. Like Kevin Ward was his name, I think. Yeah, I think so. Would uh, his career ended differently? Obviously, it would have, but what would that op- that outcome have yeah. been if it sure. hadn't went the path that it did? Um, hold on, I've just got to thumb through my notes here on my phone. My mine was immediately when I read read the title of the, the Reddit, I was like, oh, I know, I know exactly what it was. And then someone posted something else, and I was like, ooh, that's another good one that I might would have to consider. But immediately, where my mind went was Jeff Gordon. 2014 fall Texas race, the Brad Keselowski squirm skirmish. Okay. The 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 yeah. fight. Yeah. So, if he hadn't made contact with Brad and got his tire cut down, and he would have went on to win that race because he was leading at that time, and he would have won that race, and he would have been a lock for Homestead, and he had the best car in Homestead that that race. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. They did something with pit strategy and. Basically, he wasn't eligible for the championship anyways, long story short. But I honestly believe that if that hadn't happened, he would have ran, He would have won Texas, advanced to Homestead, and he had the best car at Homestead. I think he would, have, he would have won Homestead and gotten his fifth title. Other people were saying, as they always have, well, what if Jeff stayed together with Evernham and how many races they could have won together and stuff like that. I don't dwell on the whole Evernham thing, and I don't think you've ever really heard me bitch about no, it either. no. Uh, just because Gordon was still competitive, even though he was with three, four other crew chiefs sure. afterwards, Latart sure. and Witzel and, and Robbie Loomis. Loomis. Yeah. Um, he proved he could pretty much win with anybody. So, yeah, while it sucks, and it would have been cool to see where he and Everham could have went for a longer term, I don't. I never really dwelled on that. It would be one thing if after that he fell off the cliff and you know won ten races the rest of his life, but. You know, that didn't really happen. So, yeah, that would be cool. That was another one that popped up a lot. Um, another one. Let's see here. And fans, feel free to email us yours as well. Maybe yeah. we'll read them next week's episode. Yeah, do that. Do that. I would love to this see. This definitely makes your mind turn a little bit. Well, it turn, it turns into the butterfly effect, essentially. Yeah. So people were talking about um, when Davey Allison was, was flipped by Daryl Waltrip in Pocono in 1992 and how he went through a big midseason slump after that, if things would have been different. And uh, there was several mentions of Kawiki and a few things that led up to his uh, helicopter crash. And, uh, I mean, there's just so many things. And was and it Mark Martin that got penalized like the last race in one season? He finished second in the championship to like Dell Sr.? That I don't Maybe know. Maybe it was Rusty Wallace. Another funny. one I saw come up quite a few times, 
Kurt Busch, 2004. Remember when his wheel came off in, at Homestead and he missed the pit road divider by literally about a freaking half an inch? Do you remember that? I do not remember that one. Yeah, so championship race, he pits. 2004. He's running for Roush in the 97 car. Okay. He pits, the right front tire comes off. It stays on the track, and he's able to get on pit road at the very last second. Misses the pit wall divider by literally like an inch, dude. Somehow ended up coming back and won the championship, even though he had that issue. So a lot of people were saying, you know, what if uh, he would have hit the pit wall divider, oh, yeah, couldn't yeah. rebound. Okay. Sure. Uh, he Ultimately, he won the championship over eight points on Johnson, so that would have put Johnson at <laughs> eight championships now. Yeah. Um, or if something else had happened differently, uh, Gordon was another eight points back from Johnson, so something could have happened there. Gordon could have won it. Um, a lot of people were saying the situation when Junior cursed on camera. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that, and it doesn't mean shit. Yeah. Yeah, and, and how he many... got penalized, like 40 points. Yeah, and so a lot of people were saying, yeah. like, the outcome there – potentially cost him yeah. a championship yeah um I, actually though it's funny you brought that up because i was literally just thinking that like five seconds before you mentioned that really yeah um a couple of people had mentioned you know what if gordon stayed with bill davis and never signed with rick hendrick yeah um because that literally that 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 paved the way for jimmy johnson chase elliott right potentially i mean yeah he still had blood ties with his dad bill but um yeah just the the butterfly effect is just so what stop about and think what about what about Keselowski not going to Penske? Yeah, that was, was a, that was one as well. Okay, because there was a lot of uh, – I think Rick Hendrick actually put that deal – helped put that deal together because yeah. Rick was actually wanting Brad but didn't have the space for him because yeah. Martin came back. and. Yeah, and a lot of people also said, you know, what if Kyle didn't leave Hendrick? He stayed there in the five and hadn't moved on to Gibbs or maybe he went elsewhere. It's just really interesting to stop and think about. How Man. one slight modification or change in history could have changed so much. I mean, literally one tiny. I mean, it could be you're talking about inches potentially. Yeah, yeah. So fans, the yeah, tell us what 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 significant or even minor change you think could have changed. Uh, maybe some of your favorite moments in the history or something that happened with your driver that you could go back and change. I'd love to know uh, some of your thoughts, and we'll read them on here next week. Yeah, absolutely. Please do you know, communicate to us, talk to us. Enjoy us, enjoy our show. One last thing that I have. Sure. Steve Park was on the Dale Jr. download this week. Okay. And uh, I, I didn't actually listen to the download for like on, um, you know, say Spotify or anything sure. like that. I actually watched it on NBC Sports. And dude, that was a really cool interview. Um, and it honestly made me a little emotional. I'm not a big uh, DEI fan. You're talking about after DEI won back to back. Yes. All right. Was to, to go to go back and revisit that after Dale died and yeah. then Steve went and you won, know won that next race. Yeah. And uh, was that Rockingham? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but it was just really neat. And at first, you know, he said he was going to have Steve Park on as a guest, and I was just like, what the hell, is Steve Park going to talk about? But they talked about that. They talked about what he's doing now. He's got like his own business in Mooresville now, and what he's doing with that, but. It was really cool just to hear like the reminiscent of um, like the partnership that he actually had with Dale, and I guess Dale had a, a big hand in selecting Steve and putting him into that one car and selecting him to be a part of DEI and the way that a lot of the cars were built and stuff like that. So if you get a chance, 
you specifically you asked me to go yeah. back and listen to that. It was a really cool, uh, really cool story to hear him tell different things, especially about Dale. He had a lot of stories about Dale. So uh, go check that out. Anybody that's, you know, especially a DEI fan, go back and, and listen yeah. to it. And to me, you know, I think a classic NASCAR in my mind, the first thing that comes to mind is the eight and the and the one, you know, the yellow and the red together to a DEI. I mean, that's just like one of the greatest, to me, the greatest eras of racing yeah and you, you know and this is just nothing against steve but i completely forgot that he suffered a head injury do you remember oh, that yeah it was uh yeah that was it a pocono darlington, darlington under caution okay. pocono you had that badass wreck that junior, junior was involved and, with, yeah, and, yeah. and he flipped um but yeah. steve park yeah because he missed races because didn't dw fill in for him uh, i don't know who filled in with him yeah i was thinking daryl walter filled in some races for him it could have been. I mean, that would have been, what, 2002 or so? Or do we know? Do you know what year it was? Um, Please hold. I think it may have been two. Well, no, it may have been 2002. So he came back in 2013, and he actually won a truck race. And he said that was so validating because so many people were like, you know, what happened? Are you going to win again? Are you okay? so on and so forth and he was able to finally get back to uh you know victory lane and prove that he could still you know actually won win uh so darlington raceway while driving the 31 chevrolet ed owned by ted marsh uh, so this was in the bush series okay. race so this is why i don't didn't remember it i guess so it was in the bush series race he uh, was under caution, still driving on the track. Park's steering wheel came off, causing him to yank a hard left. By complete chance, lap down car Larry Foyt was speeding up to join the lap down line on the inside. At the time that Park turned, Park was T-boned on the driver's side upon collision with Foyt's car. The severity of the crash caused a massive brain injury as well as several broken ribs. Foyt said that the car was traveling well over 100 and Park was left with noticeably blurry eyes, slurred speech, and resulted accident. Some theorized that he never fully recovered from his injuries. Um, but, you know, he did. He came back in uh, 2005 and won a truck race. Um, so, yeah, it's just, you know, I totally forgot about that, man. And it was just, it was really cool to see him tell that story and, and just kind of, like, relive it with him there in, the, in that moment. So definitely go check it out. So, yeah, so I'm actually, I'm sorry, it took me a second. I'm actually reading about the Daryl Walter filling in the number one Pennzoil car because of Ray Bessis' Rookie of the Year candidate, Steve Park, recovers from injuries suffering a crash earlier this month. So that was in 98. Really? So even sooner, yeah. Wow. So, yeah, Daryl Walter did fill in um, several uh, races for senior in the number one car. Because a lot of people, I remember a lot of people were like, you know, because the history between Waltrip and Senior, they're kind of shocked by that. I don't think a lot of people knew that they were really good friends. Yeah, so it just says, so it says here that it was the same season that he won at North Carolina. So that would have been 2001. Your article is saying 98? Well, it may be a different, it may be a different accident. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it was in 98 uh, was uh, Steve Park's rookie year, and he got an injury. He broke his leg at, uh, reading this article, it looks like he broke his leg at uh, Atlanta 
98, so DW had to come and step in and help fill out for him. So. Oh, okay. So that's two completely two, two unrelated. Two different incidents, yeah. Yeah, seasons, accidents all together. Wow. Man, so. trying to pull from the memory strings on some of this stuff <laughs> right. Thank so God tough. for Wikipedia, right? Uh, <laughs> you know what? You know, it's funny you bring that up. I, I just seen something that made me think of this the other day. So back when we were younger, you know, it's been a while. But, you know, Wikipedia was kind of a new thing. Anybody can edit it and put it out there, right? And every, like, college professor or whoever said, don't use Wikipedia. You can't trust it. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, hey, did you wiki-, wiki that? You know, did you go to Wikipedia and check that out? It's, it's oddly, like, you know, correct and valid most of the time. Yeah. Other than when someone wants to do something stupid, go in and edit something real quick and say, like, you know, make yeah. some kind of stories. Yeah, true. Well, Lux, I don't have anything else other than to thank the fans about how wonderful they are to – Give us some of their time to listen and let us soothe their eardrums. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Anything you want to add? No, just uh, send us your picks and also let us know, you know, what what major or what, you know, maybe it's major, maybe it's a minor change you would change in uh, something that happened in, in your favorite driver's uh, past that and how that would influence that the outcome of that race and send that to us because I'd love to know your perspective on, on that topic this week. Absolutely. Uh Anyway, thanks again, fans, for listening, and uh, sorry, and hopefully we haven't bored you too much. Thank you. And the checkered flag waves on this episode. Tune in next week to keep updated on all things NASCAR. Please like us on iTunes and follow us on Podbean. We'd like to hear from you, so reach out to us too at wreckingandracing at gmail.com. Thanks again, and see you soon.